It really is give and take. And that's something I've learned as I've gotten older. Mm -hmm. Because, like, for me, I feel like both of us are very, like, low-maintenance friends. I also didn't realize how much my high-maintenance friends needed me more. Because... I didn't need them as much as they needed me. Totally. And it's been like, it's been a learning curve. Like, like people don't really talk about friendships. Like, this is like no. rare. R-O-T-N, let, let me present, present to you. you the Rotten Podcast. The Rotten Podcast. How do you want me to say it? Rotten. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right, guys. Hello. Good morning. Welcome back to the Rotten Podcast. We're on episode 40, baby. And I am with one of my good friends, Mickey. And a little introduction. Uh, Mickey is a registered nurse, went to UCLA, very, very smart, is a huge TikToker, and was working as a nurse and started making content around it. And now is a lifestyle girly, I would say. Oh my gosh. I hate it when people <laughs> give me intros because I never know what to do. I'm just like, okay, I guess I'll just sit here. <laughs> but yes, Tip and I became good friends over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And we both really bonded over the fact that we went to UCLA and we both have podcasts. I know. Oh yeah. And if you guys haven't already, make sure to subscribe to her on YouTube. And she also has her own podcast with her boyfriend, Kevin. Um, and it's called Scrubs and Soy Sauce. Clearly about scrubs and soy sauce yes (laughs) about our medical lives and also about our aapi identities yeah no i love that i also feel like you have really inspired me to like dig deep down into my roots and like talk more about my experience as an asian american just because like before that i never knew it was something that was important to talk about but watching you and seeing how i relate to everything you say is crazy i love that our friendship i feel like we're constantly learning new things from each other and the one thing i feel like i've added the most to your life is probably like all the things i love related to the api (laughs) community i feel like i like we went to the unforgettable gala last Mm -hmm. year at the end of the year where you literally it's like an asian prom where you get to meet all your favorite asian celebs all your favorite internet creators um and also recently i have been getting her hooked on anime oh my god we just started (laughs) watching demon slayer it is so good i think i cried on the first episode like mickey and i were up till like maybe like 12 30 a.m last night watching demon slayer yeah i mean we've been staying up every night we've been like okay mario kart and then demon slayer (laughs) and then cheez-its yes um so mickey is staying with me in town for like a few days what were you here for? Oh, the Blackpink concert. Yes. We went together. Yes, we went to the Blackpink concert. I was originally supposed to go with a different friend, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, she ended up not being to go last minute. So it was like, okay, who, who who should I call? And I was like, hey, like, are you doing anything tomorrow? And Chip was like, no, why? And I was <laughs> like, well, would you want to go to the Blackpink concert? And I didn't realize you were a huge yeah, Blink. Yeah, I'm a huge Blink. I would say my bias is ugh, it goes through stages. Me too. Like, really Really, it's really actually Jenny. Same. But I hate admitting that because I really want Jisoo to be my bias because I feel like she just doesn't get as much love as everyone else. I feel you. I love like rooting for an underdog. I honestly love all four of them for very different reasons. I think Jenny is definitely my current favorite egg girl. Yeah. But when I was at the concert, I actually was so stunned by Jisoo. Mm-hmm. Like she... I mean, you know she's beautiful. She is so pretty. But when you see her actually there in real life, it's, like, breathtaking. Yes. It's stunning. Like, I have no words to say. Uh, spoiler alert, guys. We did leave, like, before they started their encore. We did. And we got out of Dodger Stadium in, like, four minutes. Like, yes. that was the fastest I've ever gotten out of a stadium. If y'all don't know, Tiffany is, like, the world's most skilled driver. What? Like, in order to get around <laughs> L.A., you need to pull some moves that you otherwise probably wouldn't pull. Yeah and the parallel parking situation you need to switch like in LA you have to switch lanes if you Mm -hmm. want to get somewhere otherwise it'll just get stuck and the ETA will save 12 30 but then when you actually get there it'll be like 1 p.m Mm -hmm. if you don't swerve a little yeah and you cut our ETA to a Blackpink concert by 
15 minutes and I was so shocked. Wait, really? Okay, yeah. I'm so glad you're saying I'm a skilled worker because there was a little controversy like on the podcast maybe like seven months ago. Really? Because I was talking about how like in LA you have to drive really fast. Like 85 to. miles an hour is normal in yeah. the fast lane. And so many people commented being like, you must be such a bad driver. You're probably the reason why like accidents happen. And I'm like, I've never gotten Miss into Tiffany an accident. Ma? Telling you right here, Miss Tiffany Ma has never gotten into an accident. And you... I did scrape a car going two miles per hour because they were parked and I was trying to get around it. But like, um, I wouldn't count that. I okay. Count that. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So I actually had this conversation on my TikTok recently what? where I was like, I moved from California to Washington mm -hmm. and the drivers here are so slow compared yeah. to California because in California, the speed limit is 65, but you drive at least 80 on the freeway. And if you're not driving 80, you better be in the right most lane. Yes. In Washington, the speed limit is 65 and everybody is under 65. And my least favorite thing is that everybody's driving 65 in all of the lanes. So they're all there's blocked There's no off. way to like, like go no around it. Go. Yeah. I will say LA road rage is probably more than it needs to be. Oh my God. People no literally reason. set off a girl. Yeah. Oh my God. <gasps> I was sure it was a man. No, it the wasn't. Way they were behaving. I was like, this is man behavior. Like a girly would never do, do this. Do you want to uh, share the story of what happened? I don't even know what really happened. Like, literally we were changing lanes there was plenty of space you had put on your blinker and you're very fast with your lane changing it's not like we were taking a yes. long time she speeds up of course it was okay so it was the girl directly behind us in yeah. our lane so both of us were in the same lane both of us were trying to get to the right right I saw she was blinking and then I started blinking too. So then I went ahead of her because like why would I wait for her right and she sped up and started honking at me and tried to like cut me off she I let her go ahead of me right and that's right. when she started flipping like I let you go ahead like I didn't even try to fight for it yeah and she started flipping us off and like both Mickey and I were just like princess waving to her like hi yeah. and then no 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 we gave her the Taylor Swift fearless heart. <laughs> yeah but um, I was convinced it was a man and Tiff was like it's for sure a woman her, her nails fingers. and fingers yeah. Yeah. yeah she was like shoving her hand outside her window and, like flipping us off and I was like that's like doing a lot. And then she ended up going, so like there was another faster lane, so right next to it. So then I switched another lane. Right. And then she started following us. I would like, I don't oh, even care. And then she blasted her headlights at yeah. us. Yeah. And, and then that's dark. when we were doing this. Yeah, that's when we were like... giving her the little hearts, <laughs> which is so infuriating. I swear that got her more mad because then I switched back into another lane because we needed to get on a different freeway. And then right. so she sped ahead and was like doing this, which means fuck you is that what that's yeah oh. it means fuck you in, in sign, sign language, language. Yeah. yeah i know yeah and that's when i that was 100 percent a girl as well yeah then we but, confirmed because then we saw her go by us yeah and then we were like i think she missed her exit because yeah, she missed her exit because she was <laughs> she 100 missed her exit because she wanted to flip us off so badly right. and i drive pretty aggressively but i don't have any road rage if like someone no. cuts me off i don't get mad i just no. honk at them and but i don't like flip them off unless they're like doing something to me yeah and i always give them the like thank you i love you same yeah i feel like it infuriates them yeah. even more and i'm like i love infuriating people like yeah. that yeah mm -hmm. i'm like okay that that's what you deserve you yeah know? you can't make yeah. somebody who's unhappy like happy do you know what i'm saying like they're already so yeah. upset with their own lives that it's like it, it just is what it is i maybe i feel like maybe next time i should like pull over roll my window down be like i'm so sorry like i just broke my leg i'm just trying to get just to make the pull feel bad handicap yeah. sign or i'm so sorry i literally oh. like my mom just died i'm just having yeah. a bad day no literally and then just make them feel bad <laughs> sometimes like i i get a little frustrated i don't get road rage and i don't honk at anybody okay i'll just kind of like be upset in my own car but yeah. i don't like act on it but then i'll change lanes and then i'll try to pass slow cars and then i look at the i always look at the car to see who the heck, heck is it was driving. And sometimes it's like an older like grandpa or grandma and I'm like, oh my God, like I, I feel, feel so bad so that bad. I even had these yes. feelings. It's like they're just doing the best they can. I should definitely stop honking though because I've seen some real road rage in LA. I've actually witnessed someone um, get out of their car with a bat and hit another car on the I've side of the road. I've seen videos on like TikTok. Yeah, yeah, I've seen the videos on TikTok, but it's so different in real life. I was like, we're all stuck. Yeah. There's no one that can move. It was like literally back to back bumper totally. traffic and some guy just like flipped the fuck out. Oh my God. I would be terrified. Yeah. 
insane. Yeah, I, I'd be Kevin's like, oops, I like, hit the gas and hit him. My bad. Kevin will honk, but his rule is that if it's a pickup truck or anything that looks, you know, I only like, honk at certain cars. Because with the laws that we have in America, you gotta be careful. Mm-hmm. You never know who's got what in their car. I would assume the same thing, yeah. I'm terrified of everyone. I just don't honk, Yeah, period. No, that's really smart. I think that's probably the smartest thing. And I've, as I've gotten older, I've gotten less, like, aggressive with, like, the honks yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what's next for us? I feel like we've been talking about traveling together, which would be super fun. We definitely need to do it. I definitely want to take you to Europe and go shopping because I feel like you enjoy, like, neither of us are, like, huge, like, luxury shoppers. But I feel like, at least for me, I like to shop when I'm traveling because then it has, like, a special memory. It's not as special doing it in L.A., I feel like. So I really want to take you to Paris because I went to Paris a month ago and I just know the city so well now. It's my fourth time visiting that I'm like, I wanted to like take friends and people. I've never been to Europe. And the thing about us is that I feel like we both get nice things for ourselves. But when you told me that you came home from your Europe trip and you literally haven't even taken out your bags once for a spin, that's me. Like Mm -hmm. if my house burned down, my luxury items wouldn't even on the be in the top ten, even like the top twenty list of things. If I had an hour, I don't even know if I'd take those either. I'm like, what what would I actually take? The thing about (laughs) it's like you have to have it especially I feel like in LA or mm-hmm. like for events, like in order to get a certain degree of respect. And yeah. so it's nice to have those things to show off when you need to, but my self-worth has nothing to do with I the agree. amount of things that I own. I feel like it's only for like special events, but even then I still don't even care to bring it with me. Yeah, but that's like because you have so much self-confidence, yeah. right? Like you know that your work your work oh, is innate. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not that I need to deck myself out in order to prove that I'm worthy to be in a space or to have a voice. Like, you are worthy with or without that. And that's something I love so much about you. I feel like a lot of times girls struggle with their self-confidence. Mm-hmm. And, like, being around you, you just exude so much confidence. Oh, God, stop. It lifts everybody else up, too. I feel like we are so similar in so many ways. And yeah. one thing I love about you is that you also have a lot of inner confidence and outer confidence and it's just it's so refreshing it's refreshing to like not have conversations about like you know like other people in a negative way it's like refreshing to have a friend that's just like I don't know like so like chill and like doesn't need to like show off or compete in any way and I feel like as creators you find a lot of friends that like they don't they don't feel like competition but maybe they like gatekeep some information and for us we talk about money so openly with one another that it's like it's so nice to have a friend that's like just down to be honest about like every like aspect of your life yes like the way that so we both have our brand deals on a spreadsheet and (laughs) you know it's all organized by like okay name of the brand this is how much I made this is a deliverable did I get paid yet yes and we have shown each other our spreadsheets which I don't think I've shown my sheet to probably anyone else maybe Kevin okay that's it (laughs) I'm not gonna lie though I have not been keeping up with it I used to do it like religiously in 2018 and 2019 and 2020 I will say it's fallen a little bit just because like also the brand deals I take in are like not as impressive as they were in 2019 so I don't like love looking at it but I still do it but you are the only other creator I knew that had also done the same thing and it's, it's just like, like UCLA bride maybe it's like I don't know what it is maybe our business classes at UCLA but it's just like it I don't know something about like putting something on an excel spreadsheet is so like attractive to me <laughs> yeah it's so satisfying like I will always go and do equal sum and then mm-hmm. get to see like roughly how much I've made for that quarter or for that year and then it gives me a good benchmark of how I'm doing relatively and what I need to be pushing yeah. on and one thing I actually started doing was breaking it down by platform because I was really curious like oh am I making the most amount of money from TikTok Instagram or YouTube and to my surprise for me actually I was making most of my money from Instagram and then it was TikTok I can't remember if it was YouTube or TikTok I think they were pretty close really but Instagram reels is my main main source of income so I was like okay so yeah I need to definitely like continue to spend time on this yes you and I often talk about how like male creators can openly talk about their finances and never be Graham Stefan yeah right and you're not perceived as boastful or you know gloating but when female creators talk about finances then somehow there's this stigma and Taylor Swift said it best like 
if you talk about finances as a woman, you're a bitch, not a baller, right? Yeah, that's true. What's your other popular song? Like, if I were a man, but I get there faster. Is that the the same? Okay, yeah. yeah. No, that one like relates to me in so many ways because it is so true that like there are such double standards when it comes to women and like we have to like be like docile and look there, sit there and look pretty and like, you know. And how dare you make more money than than a man or whatever. Um, You know what else? I love about you is that like you just come off so like authentic and natural on TikTok and like you have a great connection with your followers I feel like and for me like I've been on the internet for so long that I've noticed I've changed the way I connect with my followers Mm. and I'm trying to like regain that connection I used to have which is like sharing everything about my life I feel like there was a point on YouTube where like people were oversharing and then people became private and then people became like super raunchy. And it's been like this trend I've noticed where like I've kind of followed those trends, but I just need to like stop doing that and be completely myself. And we were filming a really cute video this morning. You were filming uh, like five things that make a really good friend. And I feel like maybe we should talk about some of these things yes. on the pod. And I also asked on Instagram for you guys to ask us any questions Ooh. you guys had. Okay, so yeah, Mickey was filming Get Ready With Me. I kind of butted in on this TikTok where she was talking about what makes a good friend. So yes. I feel like there are some like criterias you should have for like knowing where you place your friendships. Like, mm-hmm. okay, like you have some acquaintance friends yes. and then best friends and then like yes. good friends or like friends you want to talk about your boyfriend with, friends you only want to like do like vacations with I don't know totally your study friends Mm -hmm. your work friends um there's like a category for everything yeah we were talking about this this morning but the difference between a really really good friend versus just like a regular friend Mm -hmm. like how do you differentiate that because sometimes it's a little hard right yeah and so the number one criteria we came up with or I came up with actually is if I got a hit if I got hit by a car and I was hospitalized yes would this person come and see me Even if they lived in a different state, like, would they make the effort if they could to come and see me? And when you look at your list of friends, like, I don't know, let's say you have, like, 50 friends. Mm -hmm. That number dwindles down to, like, (laughs) maybe five or six with just that question. That's true. Um, Actually, this has actually happened to me i broke my foot and no one came to the hospital to see me only john did yeah oh my god but in their defense i really downplay i downplay everything that happens in my life i really downplay the fact that i was going to surgery wait if anybody told me even if they're like oh it's not a big deal i would literally be there because i'm like (laughs) i don't care if you think it's a big deal or not it's a big deal i will be there to support you through it and unless you tell me like i really don't want you here then that's fine but also i had kaiser i mean i'm with kaiser i actually really enjoy them but kaiser did not tell me i was going to be hospitalized for five days five days i thought i was going home the same exact day no yeah I was hospitalized forever oh my god I would be defeated. and no one visited me but I also like didn't text and reach out to say but like is it my job to reach out and tell people that to come visit me is that weird or like like my friend Brett I mean, ended up being hospitalized okay. and the second I found out I was like where are you staying let me come over right so like no I think a really 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 good friend would know to come regardless of you asking yeah. like I think if you need to ask like it almost takes away from the experience because it's like if you're not genuinely wanting to come I don't want to force you to come and do something that you don't want to do yeah and even if they don't come with their physical presence they can doordash you some food they can send you I don't know flowers to your house whatever yeah. it is yeah Yeah, that's so true. Mm -hmm. Okay, so my criteria for a really good friend is, and like, I feel like I'm a good friend to some people, but I'm also like, hey, I'll call you an Uber, and I've done this before. Will they pick you up or drop you off at LAX? This is the biggest, like, it's so (laughs) simple, but it is spot on, Yeah, especially at LAX, because it is a hot mess. Mm -hmm. In the past, I would definitely pick people up or drop people off like into my home airport. Mm -hmm. But then when I would come to L.A., they wouldn't do it for me. And I would understand if they lived super far away from the airport or something or if it wasn't on the way or like 
I probably wouldn't make them do it anyways, but it would be nice if they at least offered. Exactly. Yeah. And when they don't, I'm like, huh, so then why am I doing your airport drop-offs and pickups? <laughs> like, not that a friendship needs to be 50-50, because yeah. nothing is ever 50-50. But when you're feeling like you're pulling 90 and they're only giving 10, I think it's worth reevaluating and mm -hmm. having an open conversation with that person or pulling back a little bit and maybe they'll fill the gap, right? Yeah. Because let's say you want to add up to 100. Like, if you were giving 60, like let's say you pulled a 50 like will they come in and pull the rest exactly. yeah it really is give and take and that's something I've learned as I've gotten older mm -hmm. because like for me I feel like both of us are very like low maintenance friends we I are. also didn't realize how much my high maintenance friends needed me more sure. because I didn't need them as much as they needed me. Totally. And it's been like, it's been a learning curve. Like, like people don't really talk about friendships. Like this is like no. rare. And I feel like people need to talk about it more. Yeah. And also like communicating what you need from a friendship because yeah. some people like keep it in until like it's a giant blow up and then a giant blow totally. up happens. And it's like, you're like, fuck, like, I didn't know you needed these things from me. Right, and like, why didn't you tell me six yeah. months ago when you were feeling upset? And even, like, in relationships, like, when you're dating your husband or your boyfriend or whoever you're dating, like, right. you need to have communication, and right. sometimes you don't even know, like, you're lacking something yeah. until someone tells you. Totally. So. I think... Like all my life, I've spent a lot of time guessing what people are thinking and mm -hmm. overthinking of like, oh, like she texted me this, like, does it actually mean X, Y, Z thing? And I think it's from my past trauma of like past friendships, family relationships, like everything kind of related to that. And I asked Kevin and I was like, <laughs> do you do this too? And he was like, no, if, unless they tell me point blank that something is wrong, why would I assume I that love that he's so black and white. And I was like, I can't even imagine a life <laughs> where I didn't have to worry about stuff like that. Yeah. You know, but like, I feel like if I were upset about something, I would certainly bring it up to my friend if it was important enough. Mm -hmm. So why can't I expect that of the people around me too? Right? That's true. That's yeah. so true. Um, okay, what else do you think makes a good friend? What else? Um, I feel like you said some really good ones. Yeah, I said one that oh, was... I have one. Sorry. Yes, go ahead. Do you have one? No, I go. can wait till you go. No, okay. you go. <laughs> um, one is, do you find yourself always doing the things they want to do or can you do the things you want to do with them or yeah. is it you always doing the things they want to do that's really important right like some people run the friendship and mm -hmm. they take the reins on the schedule the agenda they want you to support them in doing their events their things yes. their podcasts their whatever yeah right? but then like when it comes time for like hey i have this thing like would you come support me? It's like, oh, so I'm like busy. Yeah. Yeah. Or they just like ignore. Yeah. They just ignore it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. I now know. Like, I'll just do the things you like to do and I won't ask you to do the things right. I want to do. Like, we are not the same. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, like a really hurt feeling because I feel like I give a lot in my friendships. Like, I don't have a ton of friends. I have very good friendships and mm -hmm. I only have a few. So I invest a lot into those. So if they were not to reciprocate, at least to some degree, yeah. I think it would definitely hurt me. I agree. Yeah. I think I am so chill that I'm always doing things my friends want to do. I feel like you're too chill. Like you never ask people for the things that you need. Like, I feel like you should be asking more. Really? Yeah. I mean, with you, I feel like we're still doing the things I want to do. So it is a good like balance between us. I think we just us. like doing the same thing. Yeah, too, we also so. like are so similar <laughs> in so many ways. So it's great. Yeah. But yeah, there's... I mean, like I'm one thing about me is I'm very even like I feel like I'm always happy. Like I don't luckily I don't I feel like I don't struggle a lot with like being unhappy. So yeah. I'm just happy being around my friends doing absolutely Aww. nothing. And so like I'm more than willing to like do whatever other people want to do. Yeah. And I am very shy about being a burden on other people. It's very rare for me to ask someone to like come over to my house and hang out. Like I'll always be like, oh, no, I can come over to yours. Mm, interesting. But then if I get rejected it'll take me like tw like three times longer and three times harder for me to ask again. So mm. like, it's so rare for me to ask that I think like you should say yes because when do I ever ask that, for your, like, your attention or support? That's literally what I think, but mm -hmm. then... I I think it also goes the other way where people think because you don't ask that often, it's not that important when you ask. Yeah. So I feel like it kind of bites you in the butt. I actually, I've never thought of it that way, but that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It does make a lot of sense. Yeah. And also it's like, well, we always do it this way. So why don't we just and always it's, do it this way? It's always, way. With, even with Matt, like I struggle with this. I don't ask him for a lot. And when mm. I do, and he like, you know, like 
it's not even a rejection. It's like him like, oh, like maybe in a little bit, maybe this, maybe that. It's like, oh, like, and you're uh, like, um, excuse me. I literally didn't ask and you because, for anything all day. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't ask twice. So then he's like, oh, like it must not be that important because you only asked the one time and then you like dropped it. And I can see that. I think you're very wary of how like your actions affect others too, which is something I admire so deeply about you. Like I remember the first day I came, we just organized your PR, which is something it's literally- Oh my God, I hated that you helped me do that. <laughs> it's literally my favorite activity at home just to sit and like unbox and then like organize all the products by like, okay, this is skincare, this is makeup. And you were just like, what do you want to do? Like, let's go do something else. And I was like, no, no, no. Like I just want to sit at home and chill and I'm down to okay, do this. I'm you know and I feel like you are so you're like literally hostess with the mostest you're like doing the most always taking care of everyone else oh, that's so, so nice I just hope you. you're also taking wait, care wait why of are you being so nice to me I feel so uncomfortable <laughs> no uh, literally like that's how I feel like I feel like it's hard to know somebody sometimes it's easier to hear from somebody else how someone is okay and genuinely like tiff one of the best human beings on this planet. Oh my planet. God, stop. Like you're always looking out for other people. You, like, I feel safe knowing that, like, if, if something is wrong, yeah. you'll tell me. It won't okay. be like, I need to, like, guess and, like, you know, be like, oh, is she actually thinking yeah. this when and she's And you feel this? uncomfortable around me and you're like, yeah. what's going on with her? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then if I don't respond to a text or if you don't respond to a text, we both mutually know, we probably, like, read it and just forgot yeah. to respond. Like, it's not I'm that so serious. I'm so bad. But again, it's I love that, like, we're both very low maintenance. Yeah. But, like, when we come together, it feels, like, just so natural. Like, I don't know, like, I yeah. feel like our friendship comes off very, like, it feels very natural for me to have this friendship with yeah. you. Is there anything else you can think of that, like, is, like, a true friend? I can think of a lot of things that are signs that they're not a good friend. I know, that, that's that's. Easier. I think it's a little bit easier than, like, trying to see, like, okay, what's, what's a good friend trait? I think a really important one is, does the friend celebrate with you during your highs the same way that they support you during your lows? Because you will have oh. some really good friends who when you are at your lows, they are there for you. They're so good to you, they help you. But that's because they're celebrating your downfall. Exactly, so you have to be careful. Like, are they also happy for you when you are happy, right? Because yeah. we all have certain people that we see as quote unquote competition or like role models, right? People that we aspire to work towards mm -hmm. or to be and you that's not a good recipe for a friendship sometimes because if you see them actually as like a goal or something to attain you're not necessarily happy for their success oh interesting yeah. and i think one of the smallest signs of that not directly related but similar is do they wish you happy birthday do they remember to wish you happy birthday even if you didn't post on social media would they know that's it's your birthday because that's like a happy thing that's about you like a, a birthday is a pretty selfish yeah. thing right it's a celebration of you so if they are not even remembering the bare minimum of the love for you that's are they really true. a good friend that's true. Right. I will say I've gotten worse about um, birthdays. So guys, just like put it in your Google Calendar. Like that's yes. what you do, right? Yes, I put it on Google Calendar and it sends you a notification every year. Oh, smart. But I, I would say I'm definitely not the best gift giver. Like mm -hmm. when I'm really thoughtful and really intentional. And if I know you just someone, told me you gave a friend a Bottega bag. What do you mean you're not a good gift giver? My manager. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like I try to be really thoughtful about yeah. what I give. But I will say I am less good, like, I'm very good at gift giving for the people who are super close to me. But the people kind of in the middle where it's like, we're, we're, we're good friends. Yeah. We're more than acquaintances, but we're good friends, but we're not quite there yet. Yeah. I can't, I don't really do that much gift giving. No, uh, it's okay though. Is that okay? Yeah, I think it's okay. Like, I feel really obligated to like I get everyone feel a Christmas like gift This must be your love language gift giving because you almost feel terrible not giving gifts. I do feel horrible. I think it's a cultural thing. Like, yeah. cause you never show up empty handed to somebody's house, mm -hmm. right? Like you bring like oranges or whatever. I feel like I need to contribute in you some gave me way. cheesecake that was really yummy <laughs> and then you gave it away i'm just kidding no <laughs> it was your cheesecake i was just taking a bite of it but those uh -huh. were so yummy because both of us grew up very culturally asian to me it's like so common to like offer to pay for your friend's meal right but yes. like in american culture it's not very common at all no yeah and it's something i've had to teach like boyfriends like okay like if my friends are in town or like my family's in town you offer just like they will also offer 
offer. Yeah. It's like a, it's an exchange. It's not like you're always offering and they don't offer. Like yeah. my parents will also offer and like totally. pay for things. I think there's friendships where it's definitely like the talk of the topic of money is awkward and mm-hmm. I don't like, I kind of just avoid it or, you know, sometimes you end up paying way more or sometimes they want to split it. But it, the, the whole situation just like kind of makes me a little nervous. Yeah. But it's funny with us, our friendship, like there are some times where I pay for your meal. Sometimes you pay for my meal and other times where we just split it. And we don't even talk and about it. We just like, okay, yeah. Like, it never feels awkward. Yeah. Like even when we go from like paying for each other's meal to then all of a sudden we're splitting, it's never like, oh my God, like this is so weird. Yeah. Like I feel awkward about it or there's some sort of obligation. and. That, oh my God, I it's the best feeling ever. Um, You know what is so funny Mickey tried to do yesterday? So Mickey and I went to the Melrose Trading Post yesterday and yeah. I didn't have any cash on hand. Yeah. And the guy I was talking to was like, I don't have Venmo, which is the dumbest thing ever. Like Venmo is huge. How do you not have Venmo? He was like, I only take cash app. And yeah. Like, I don't have cash app. I don't app. have cash app. <laughs> and Mickey was like, no, no, I'll pay for it. Here's a hundred dollar bill. And this was like, not even for me. This was like a, like an African shea butter that I absolutely love for Matt. Like Matt loves this thing. And you can only get it at like small, like flea markets. Mm-hmm. And Mickey was like, no, I'll pay for it. And I'm like, shut up. You're not paying for my gift to Matt. Like no. you were just trying to, you were like, don't even pay me back. I was like, shut, I like Venmo you right then and there. But I was like, what is wrong with you? Like I, you're not paying for my gift for no, Matt. No, but it's like, you didn't have cash. Like obviously <laughs> I'm gonna get the cash and like you've been doing the most, like you've been driving us around. You've been like, it's I feel like deal. it's like yeah. the least I could do. Yeah. But like also speaks to your character of like you, like not that I expect you to pay me back. Literally I, I could care less, yeah. but like the fact that you went out of your way to still pay me back right and yeah like, the guy was trying to make small talk with us because i was standing in front of his stall after we bought everything because i was like trying to like Venmo you back. and i was like it's really not a big deal <laughs> i was like no i gotta do it right now before i forget but okay i don't know if you're like this but the more stingy someone is the more stingy i am and the more generous they are i will always top them off with even yes. more generosity yes. and i think sometimes it can be a bad habit of mine like on both ends the good and the bad um but literally my biggest ick is when somebody is like super stingy, then I will pull back all my reins too. And I'll be like, okay, well, if you want to have that kind of energy, yeah. I'm gonna match you. Is there like an incident where this has happened? I'm trying to think if I've experienced this <sighs> with like a friendship or like not even a friendship, just like a family member or whatever. Like if they nickel and dime me, mm-hmm. like with a Venmo charge or something. Oh my God, like a dollar fifteen. Yeah. Like, no, not, e- not even that. Like, cause I don't even mind that, but it's, it's like my, we went to this X place and my gas was X dollars <gasps> and like, you know, and then they charge me for that yeah. or something. And I'd be like, okay, well then I didn't charge you when you came to my <laughs> house and I drove you around for three hours, right? That's so funny. No, I've never had to experience that, but I would definitely nickel and dime someone if they're definitely doing that to me. Actually, I lied. Cause I, I don't, it's not like I do that to them. I, I think I'm just pissed in my head, but execution, yeah. I don't have the balls to actually but be like. In, this, in the sense, like in the future, you want to be so generous. Like I yes. want to do the same yes. exact thing they're doing. Cause I'm like, I, I, I'm, I'm better than that. Yeah, <laughs> but I will be less generous. Like, okay, well I'm never going to offer to pay for your Starbucks drink again then. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, oh, uh, it's just, it sets like a weird tone, I yeah. feel like. And I, I totally understand that like everybody's financial situation is different, but I always say generosity and wealth are two different things. Mm-hmm. You can be poor and generous. You can be rich and generous. You can be rich and stingy AF. Yeah. Like, it, those are not correlated. And it's not even about the dollar amount. Like if we went to McDonald's, like, and I wanted $2 fries, yeah. like, would you make me go and wait in line myself yes. and like pay myself? Like, I don't know. Also, like maybe it's not something like you think of, but maybe I do. If it's like a big, generous offer, I also want them to play a game. And it's so weird, but of like, no, 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 you don't have to do it. And I'll insist. And then I'm happy. But That's a cultural like, thing. Yeah. Sure. But if they're like, okay, a little too On easy. On the first one. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, no, it has to be a slight game. Like, no, no, yeah. no. Like I can totally like pay for half. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, I insist. And yeah. then they're like, okay, like, are you sure? That's yeah, okay. Then, then you say, okay, But fine. if it's like, like a, if I'm paying for like away. a $150 meal and you're like, thank Thanks. you. I'm like, I'm more than still happy. Like, it's not a game. Like I still was 
going to do it either way. Yeah. It's like, oh, like, okay, like, there's just a cultural difference of, like, how, I mean, I remember being a kid when I was, like, nine years old, watching my mom and her friends just yeah. fight over the bill. It's literally, literally like, you just fight. see hands up in the air with credit cards, and the waiter's like, uh, I don't know who to grab. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, I don't know. It's just, like, a fun cultural thing. I think it's a huge part of, like, my personality is yeah. always offering. Yeah, totally. Or but, like, you know, some friendships where you just switch off every other time. Yeah. I think that's natural too, whatever it is. And like, again, like I understand that's my cultural mm -hmm. background that's speaking. So it's like, if you come from a different background or you were raised differently, I obviously don't expect that from you. Like, let's just split it. As long as it's fair and it's even and everyone's yeah, happy with it, I that's fine. I thought of a story. I'm trying to think about how I can change the identifiers. So the people I'm talking about <laughs> don't know no. the story. But basically, we... Uh, how can I change the story? Okay, while you're thinking about that, do you want a blanket? Um, Are you freezing? No, it's okay. Okay, I'm like sitting right in front of the AC. Okay, sorry, I had to take a little break uh, to grab a blanket. I'm freezing That's right now. Okay. <laughs> so there were three couples that went parasailing, and all three couples were celebrating something special on this trip. And okay. it ended up being that couple A paid for couple B. Couple B had paid for couple C, so naturally, you would think couple C would offer to pay for couple A. And yes, obviously, it's just you end up paying for yourself. It's the same fucking amount. Yes. But it's a nice gesture. Yes. Right? So couple A paid for couple B. Couple B paid for couple C. And couple C did not offer to pay for oh, couple A. Oh, no. Or were you couple A? I was couple A. <laughs> I was couple A. And oh, the, no. most, the most crazy part <laughs> was that Couple C paid for the parking to go to the parasailing and it was literally $2. And they're like, don't worry, guys, I got this. Ew, it's the fact that he said it or she it, said it that way. It gave me the most massive <laughs> ick of all time. And it was just so awkward. Like, I don't even know how to describe the situation. But then I was like, okay, well, couple C, maybe just we've got different values, so mm -hmm. we won't be doing anything like this ever again. Yeah. And it was not cheap, girl. It was maybe 250 or 300. Oh yeah, yeah. So they, is expensive. So they went for free and then- Paid for $2 parking. Yeah, they came two, out ahead. Yeah. At least offer for like dinner, like even like a cheap dinner. Oh, like, my other pet peeve is when people ask to split the bill 50-50 and they ordered a bunch of stuff. And oh I'm like, I literally God. ordered my one entree <laughs> and you got four drinks yeah. and like 12 entrees. One I hate that as I, well. One time I went on a date to get um, Japanese barbecue was actually gukaku and oh my god we didn't get all you can eat but it was basically where you can order yeah. I got a bibimbap which is $13.99 okay and he got maybe like seven plates of meat oh my god and also a bibimbap and a ramen and a tuna volcano and the bill came out to be I don't know $150 or something and then he asked to split it 50 50 and I was so shook that I was like okay I never saw him again after that. Oh my God, he was using you for a free meal almost, I feel like. Yeah. What? I was getting used. You uh, were getting used. Now you're like, I should have fucking like ordered way more than that. I know, I literally, I should have taken them in like to-go boxes yeah. or something. And while we were having that meal too, I'm not a huge meat eater. And I, I literally could do not, I did not have a single piece of any of the things that he ordered yeah. because I was, I had the idea of like, oh my God, is he going to ask me to split? You, Cause I don't want any questions of like, yeah. oh, you had some, so yeah. you should pay for it. But I also don't have the balls to stand up for myself and be like, I only Mickey, bought this. I would have totally stood up for you. Oh, that's another good example of a good friend. Is someone sticking up for you yes. when they either see someone like saying something not nice to you or behind your back. Yeah. I feel like that's a good one as well. That's the thing, right? Like, let's say somebody was talking smack about you and I was there. And let's say I'm friends with that person. I'm also friends with you. I wouldn't just sit there and listen to it and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. or I think sitting there and not saying anything is almost equally bad as participating. Like, why do they feel so damn comfortable saying that to you? Right, exactly. So I would certainly... I can't say that I would be like, no, you know, whatever, yeah. be like super aggressive about it. But I would definitely be like, I don't think Tiffany is like that. You know, she's a good friend of mine. And um, 
if you want to talk about something like this, I'm not the person because I, the same way that I wouldn't talk smack about Tiffany, I wouldn't talk smack about you, Mm -hmm. right? Like, and you should rest assured knowing that that's not something that- This has actually happened to me before when someone was talking smack about one of my good friends and Mm -hmm. I literally was like, hey, just left, like, I'm actually shocked you said that because that's not how she acts around me. That's not how like we interact at all. Like maybe she was just having a bad day. Like I'm always like, oh, maybe they had a bad day or maybe like, you know, like, oh, like they just got out of surgery or like I'm always trying to like stick up for them. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's like multiple friends like telling me like this person like acted this way, I'm like at at some point you can't stick up for them being like, okay, like should I reevaluate how they're acting around my friends? Right. Yeah. I also have some questions from the followers Ooh, no tea left behind how do you keep a friendship when you are in a different stage of your life okay so I feel like with friendships you can either grow together or grow apart and the way that someone explained it to me was when you are growing up you are literally going through all the same things together you are going through middle school together going through high school together you are college your first job like your timelines match up really closely but as soon as you graduate everybody's on their own timeline Mm -hmm. and instead of living life together it's like you're telling each other about your life as opposed to living that life together oh right because you're not on the same path anymore and so can you be respectful and happy for your friend when they are on a path that's different than yours and sometimes you can and sometimes you can't and something I've learned over the years is that the number of years you are friends with someone does not necessarily dictate the quality of that friendship. So don't be afraid to, you know, drift apart for a little bit. Maybe you can come back together if it's a true friend. Do what feels right for your heart in that moment and what's best for you and your mental health. That is like so wise. That I, (laughs) that was a great response because I actually was thinking about this and I couldn't figure out a good way to say that, but you literally just said everything. Oh my gosh. I was thinking about, okay, wow. Um, Next question. How do you know when your friend is a toxic friend? (sighs) We kind of hit some of these, but I feel like there's a a lot of good points. Um, I feel like... A toxic friend leaves you feeling worse about yourself after you hang out. Literally what I was going to say. Yeah. How do you feel after you hang out with this person? What is your primary emotion? Is it happiness? Sadness? Are you feeling... Excitement? Yeah. yeah. Are you feeling materialistic? Are you spending money that you don't normally spend? Ooh. Does this person... Does this person bring out the best in you or do they not? That is good. Mm-hmm. That is so good. Yeah. yeah. Like after we hang out, I'm never like, oh my God, I'm so exhausted. Like I feel like I'm not good enough. Yeah. Like I don't have thoughts of, you know, my self-worth not being good enough. And if you do, then that is a sign that maybe that friendship isn't the healthiest for you. And just because somebody is toxic for you doesn't mean they're toxic for everybody else. Like, exactly. It could just be you guys are just incompatible and that's okay. Yeah. It could also be that you grew apart and like you no longer like can relate. But yeah, I feel like a good sign is does your battery feel drained after seeing them? Yes. Like I've seen you for three days straight and I'm like, wake up, Mickey. When am I awake? Oh my God, I have to leave tomorrow. (laughs) Like literally, like Like, it's going so fast. (laughs) I'm also going to drop you off at LAX as a good friend. And then I'm going to pick you up at SeaTac next week. (laughs) Oh yeah, we didn't talk about the fact that I'm literally, maybe I should keep it a surprise. But yeah, I'm going back to Seattle and seeing you for like five days straight. We're doing a secret project. (laughs) yes are content creator friendships different from other friendships that's a really good question yes and no yes i would say because our schedules are so flexible Mm -hmm. it's much easier to be able to do stuff together as opposed to a regular friendship where it's like hey here are literally the only two hours i'm free this week to hang out um and then also creators understand other creators so like my life is my work and my work is my life even on a day where I'm not working I still probably will want to film and want to do some sort of I don't know something aesthetic so that I can capture it for the camera and actually the best example I can say is when we were filming TikToks the transitions for (laughs) Blackpink the way we were both running to the camera to restart the timer (laughs) like that was like oh heaven we just know we just know or 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 when i'm in the car with you and i try to vlog and you turn down the ac (laughs) knowing that the ac will be loud super loud oh my god that's hilarious well (laughs) i will say that there is no difference between like 
at least for Mickey and I, I feel like we're real friends. It's not like we're yeah. just content creator friends. Totally. There are definitely content creator friends where it's like work friends yeah. and then real friends. So I think you can just relate it to like, if you're a lawyer or like if you are a nurse or whatever, it yeah. just, it's the same feeling as like having a, a work friend, just like yeah. you have a work wife or a work husband and then you have your real husband and you know, it's like right. they fulfill different things in your life. Totally. But I feel like for us, we've gotten to the place where I mean, originally we started off as work friends, but I yeah. feel like you're now my just friend, like genuine friend yeah. that also happens to have the same job that I do. So like totally. we have like a stronger bond because of that. Yeah, I will say that just like literally everybody is human. Like even your favorite celebrities are mm -hmm. just humans, right? And creators are just humans. We're very normal people. Like we just watch anime. We eat a lot of Cheez-Its. Like, oh my God. We know. finished a whole box of Cheez-Its together. We did. I ate most of it, but yes, we did finish <laughs> Cheez-Its. We have plenty of Cheez-Its at the house, so we can finish another box or I two. I can't if we wait. Want to. The extra cheesy ones. <laughs> yes, those are so good. Or the Cheddar Jack Cheez-Its are really good. Ooh. But I haven't tried the grooves one that you've you been talking about. Okay. <laughs> okay. Next question is how do you maintain a long distance friendship? Ooh, that's a good question. I think even with a long distance relationship, mm -hmm. the most important thing is kind of to have something to look forward to. So at our hangouts, we're almost always like, hey, like when's the next time? How are like, hanging out? Even if it's like six months from now or a year from now, just even knowing, not even like a solid, like I have a flight booked, but mm -hmm. like, hey, I'm planning to come back down XYZ time. I think that's really important because a lot of people, their love language is quality time. Yeah. So unless you really get to spend time with them, it's tough to have a good friendship now with technology you can facetime them you can dm them i always like am like hearting people's stories yeah. to know that like hey i'm watching you i'm supporting you even from afar what else you can even do it not schedule like just giving them a phone call or like yeah. having like a longer like facetime call with them like for us we just randomly will FaceTime each other. Yeah. Like out of nowhere. And I I will say I always feel very included. Like when you got engaged, like you still invited me, right? Like you could have yeah. been like, oh, she's in Seattle. She's not going to come, whatever. But like always, I think making the intention that like you are thinking of them. Yes. Even if they probably can't come anyway. Like, even if you know it's a no, just yeah. like inviting them. Yeah. Like just the thought, I think. Just the same thing with offering to pay for the bill. It's like the thought that yes. counts the most. Yes. Right? Yes. No, that's, that's so perfect. Yeah. Okay. Someone said, I just finished college and I have no friends. I don't know how to get them. How do you make new friends in adulthood? Oh, that's hard. Honestly, it's yeah. really hard to make friends after college because like again like we were saying you can make so many friendships in like elementary school middle school high school and college because you have vicinity right right you're almost friends with people because they're close to you like they're yeah. the people you see every single day but totally. once you don't see people every single day it's hard to like keep that friendship yeah. but for me it's like being open to friendship like it could be mm. like oh have you tried this boba spot before and you can have like a normal conversation with someone and be yeah. like no let's try it together like just saying like let's totally. do something together um and like putting yourself out there i think there's like a sort of vulnerability about like making a new friend yeah and it only can happen if you're vulnerable and like totally. make the effort i will say i think that being in a relationship can kind of hurt that sometimes because you spend so much oh, time yeah. with I your see partner that. that you don't have any like when i'm by myself i'm much more likely to force myself to be social or to say hello to somebody at a coffee shop or whatever it might be it's really difficult to make adult friends to begin with and it's even harder to make quality adult yes. friends and so i would just say don't like force yourself like be like i have to make three friends like you know just let it happen naturally and keep the people who are good really close to you yeah. whether or not they are physically distance wise close to you and what's good will come yeah like i mean i moved to seattle a couple years ago and i can't say i have more than two friends in, in seattle, seattle who are like really good friends i know nowadays they have like bumble bff right yeah. like maybe you just have to put yourself out there in that way like maybe like really yeah. use like a dating app service for friendships totally i mean you have to leave your house to make friends which yes. is not something that i realized i was like um that makes sense that but makes sense whether it's like pickleball or if you like workout classes like put yourself in the environments like where the person who you want to be a friend with where would you find that person mm -hmm. and you need to go and do that activity yeah no it's just like okay like if you want a boyfriend where 
what do you want your boyfriend's lifestyle to look like? Right. Is like, he at the club? Right. Like, or is you, he eating at Whole Foods? Exactly. Like, then go to Whole Foods or go to the club. Like, what do you want in yeah. a friendship? Go you to those spots. You need to live the life that you want to live before you can even get that life. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, that's so true. Like, yeah, if you want a friend that plays pickleball, go to the pickleball court. Yeah. And I know it's scary going by yourself, but do it. People are so nice in general, I feel like. Like, don't psych yourself out before you, like, actually yeah, try. Do it. Okay. Um, okay, this is not about friendship. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. Is being an influencer worth the trade-off of losing your privacy slash personal life? Interesting. I can start if you okay. want yeah, to time to think about it. I can see a benefit and a negative to it. Like sometimes I find myself way more comfortable sharing really deep personal things on the internet, but then I don't want my family or friends to see it, Same. but then they see it and they ask me about it. And I'm yeah. like, I don't like, I, I don't even know how to react, interact. Yeah. Or well, react. It's funny because literally sometimes you'll feel closer to your online community than you feel to people actually in your personal life. And that's a really weird balance, mm -hmm. especially like, for example, like you're very transparent about like um, how much money you can make or like offers you've gotten on brand deals. Yeah. And it's like, that's information I'd share with the internet, but not necessarily no. with the people around me. Yeah. Right. But then of course they're watching. So it's definitely weird, but I don't think, is it worth the trade-off? I would say yes. Yeah. It's definitely worth the trade-off, but it does hurt relationships you have sometimes like for example like matt and i could be doing something together and we're like joking and having banter and then people will comment like wow matt's so mean to you i'm like i didn't take it that way at all like yeah he, like that's just how we are naturally and i yeah. feel like with being an influencer people believe they know you so well it's a parasocial relationship yes yeah. but they also don't understand the nuances of like you as a person so they can take things in the wrong context yeah which kind of can be hurtful for like your relationships you have with people outside that mm. aren't asking to be an influencer they're just in your videos yeah yeah but i still think it's worth it thing with the internet is that once you put it out you can never take it back so i always tell like my friends or anybody asking for advice you should always err on the side of caution and don't put it out unless you're 100 1000 sure that it's something that you're you're feeling comfortable putting on the internet yeah right and i think one thing that was a little stressful for me is knowing that when I'm out and about, like my audience is primarily Asian Americans. And so I know the hot spots of where like I would likely have more subscribers or followers like in that space. So for example, if I go to like a boba shop, obviously there's gonna be a higher concentration yeah. of Asians. And so I need to kind of watch the way that I act, um, watch the way that I look. Like yeah. you're constantly being watched by a lot of people and What's scary, like, I, I love it when people come up to me, say hello, like, take a picture. I don't mind any of that. Like, I don't like it when people are sneakily taking stuff because I, I, I don't know how I'm acting. Yeah. Right? Or they tag you in their story and it's, like, literally, like, a back shot of me, like, in my own neighborhood. Oh. And, like, I'm like, oh, like, I would rather not that. Yeah be the case but mo like 99% of it doesn't come from a place of ill intent so it's not like I can really be upset about it yeah either but is it worth a trade-off like 1000% this is my dream life I get to do what I love the most every day and you get to dictate your own schedule which is a blessing and a curse yeah to be able to like I loved making videos like I can't believe I make money from making videos I would do it for free yeah it was like it always starts off as a hobby and then like you're like holy shit I can actually make a real living off of this yeah. this is crazy yeah so I don't think I could ever I wouldn't I never, trade my privacy for yeah yeah back. Like, I guess I never imagined I could be so privileged to be where I am today and I never ever forget that yeah so, yes obviously every job has its like downsides mm -hmm. but it's it's probably one of the best jobs you can have in the world. Nowadays, kids look up to influencers the and want one. to become influencers. It's crazy. The number one survey result for what kids want to be when they grow up. Yeah. Influencer. That's crazy to me because for me, like growing up, it was astronaut, doctor. Lawyer. Yeah, whatever. Now it's like influencer, yeah. boxer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last one because I know you have to leave. I just turned 25. Is there anything you wish you knew at 25 that you now know because you're 20 what seven i'm 26 okay so you're like okay like last year last year what did you not know like two years ago that you now know now 
So the Harvard happiness study is the longest study that's ever been done on humans. And it basically studied happiness and what are the things that qual or dictate happiness. Uh -huh. And traditionally, you would think it would be success, fame, money, right? These are the things that traditionally were like, okay, this means someone's successful yeah. and happy. But actually, it's tied more towards the quality of your relationships is the number one indicator for your happiness. Yes. And so I've really prioritized my own friendships and relationships over the last couple of years and being okay with putting the work down every once in a while, like it will not kill you. Like, yes, your career will obviously move slower if you are working less, that is how life works, but it's okay because what are you doing all that for? Like, what what is your end goal? I feel mm -hmm. like I forgot to look at the big, big picture. I was so muddled in like the day-to-day. -day. Yeah. And now I'm like, yeah, I will take the weekend off. I will go camping with my friends. I will go visit Tiff in LA, right? Whereas past me would have never done that. I find myself being the happiest, exactly what you said, when Matt and I are in a good place and my friendships are in a good place. Yeah. Like it doesn't even matter how much money I was making. It's always been about what does my relationship and like social life look like yeah. that brings me happiness. Totally. And I will say the number one thing I found out about when I turned 30 actually, and maybe like a little bit 29 was that friendships do come in seasons. Yeah. They come and go and they are with you for a certain part of your life and it's okay to grow out of a season. It's okay to grow up. And it doesn't mean that like, you know, they did anything terrible or that you're like a perfect person. It just yeah. means that, you know, they're not fulfilling your needs in any way anymore. <laughs> and it's okay to let go. Like you don't have to like hang on to something that's not giving you like any joy or fulfillment. Yeah, I think we went through very similar seasons of friendships and friendship transitions. Yeah. Um, and so it was nice to have each other to like talk about. That also, you made a cute video where you had an ex best friend that you stopped being friends with yes. and then you like became friends with them again. And then you made a cute TikTok where you guys like blew out candles. For every um, single birthday we missed. Yeah, yeah, that was really freaking cute. Yeah, we didn't talk for three years and now we are friends again. And yeah. So it's not to say that somebody's like completely out of your life forever. People can change things can change yeah. and um yeah, I will always have love for everybody who's been in my life before I never wish anybody like ill intent Same. or bad or whatever literally I'm always rooting for them it's just, even exes that have like cheated on me oh. I'm like I hope you're happy like I'm rooting for you because yeah, at I'm one point you love them totally so how can you wish them any like ill will totally so I'm just like I'm rooting for them from the sidelines but from afar exactly yeah. like I can't be there with you anymore but from afar, I'm mm -hmm. still supporting you. All right, well, we're doing an Am I Rotten report. You guys Ooh. literally got mad at Matt and I because we've stopped doing them. I don't know why we stopped. It's one of my favorite things about the podcast. So it's pretty much an ethical dilemma if you guys are new to the pod. And it's, am I rotten for doing X or am I justified? Okay, okay so this one is, am I a rotten egg? I always thought my current boyfriend was cute when we were in college, but we were just friends. After I broke up with my boyfriend of seven years, I got with my current boyfriend probably the next month. We're together for five years now. Am I rotten for not telling my current boyfriend that I just got out of a relationship, even though I was already over that relationship, relationship and had no more feelings? We were together for so long that it took a while to officially end since we were so comfortable. I don't feel like that's a dilemma at all. I feel like that's completely fine. That's fine to me, right? The thing about women is that we mentally break up with people far earlier than you actually do mm -hmm. the actual breakup. A thousand percent. you like phase yourself out of it. It's almost like emotional protection for your yeah. own heart. I don't know why your current boyfriend would have an issue with you just breaking up with someone for a month. Like, I don't think if I dated someone. Like, is the issue like how short of the in-between is? I almost feel like maybe it overlapped in the sense where she had feelings for her current boyfriend I while see. being with her ex. I could be wrong. This, I, this is what I'm assuming, though, because... She always thought her current boyfriend that she's currently dating was cute. I see. So, and maybe she never told him about the ex. Has that ever happened to you before? What? Like you're on your way out in a relationship and you find somebody else attractive. Cause I'm not going to lie. Like my first relationship, I okay. was so confused. Like one of the reasons I knew I needed to break up with him was because I was like feeling attracted to someone else. And obviously nothing happened, like nothing physical, nothing emotional, but literally just the idea that I could find someone so attractive. Mm -hmm. I was like, I think something is wrong. 
I mean, you were literally telling me you didn't even like the guy. You just thought that's how you were supposed to feel. I just didn't know because it was my first relationship. <laughs> yeah. And so when I started to like feel, because I genuinely think when you're in a committed relationship, like, yes, you will think people are good looking, good looking but it's not like, oh my God, you're attracted to them. You don't like fantasize about yeah, them. But if you are attracted to someone else, I think that's something worth thinking about in your relationship. I but- I think maybe agree. I think maybe the issue is even that she didn't tell him because it doesn't sound like he kn- knew about her ex. Yeah, which is the iffy part. Yeah, because I'm all about transparency. Like, if yes. you have a problem, tell me. But I'll also, tell you. it causes a lot of problems if you're not completely honest. Yeah, maybe just have an open conversation and be like, "Hey, babe, like, there's something that I wanted to talk to you about." Yeah. He probably doesn't even give a shit. He's like, whatever. We've been together for so long now. It doesn't even matter that you like, you know, interlapped a little bit or that, you know, like you had a crush on me while you're dating someone else or whatever it is. The way guys see it, he'll be like, well, I'm the winner now. Yeah. I'm the one with you now. So I hope he sees it that way. That's how they should see it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that is it with the Am I Rotten. We just did a super short one. But if you guys want to be a part of the next podcast, um, submit your Am I Rotten responses to the Google Doc below. It could be a confession or a moral dilemma, whatever it is. Feel free to submit it. But it was so fun having you on Thank the pod. Thank you for having me. This was like one of my favorite episodes we've ever filmed. Same. So uh, come back on the Rotten Podcast next time you're in LA. Um, but yeah, if you guys haven't already, go check out Mickey. I'll have all her links down below so you guys can check out Scrubs and Soy Sauce and her TikToks that are so good. So freaking good. Oh my God. Um, and yeah, if you guys haven't already, make sure to give us those five stars, baby. And hit that thumbs up. Yes. And leave us a comment down below. What should the comment be? tell us well tim and i eat a lot of snacks and a lot of junk food so comment down below and tell us what your favorite snack is yeah i actually do need to try some things new i feel like i'm such a creature of habit i eat the same snacks over and over and i'm gonna eat a box of cheeses right after we end this same all right well we'll see you next tuesday bye guys bye